0: Good evening, and welcome to tonight's presentation of The Fall of Victories. On this week's show, we return to the scene as we left it last week, where Rudolph and Joe were at the edge of the skyscraper looking down.
1: Wish I didn't have eggs today, Joe. Wish I didn't have eggs. They don't sit right. They don't sit like oatmeal. They sit like eggs.
0: Well, I had oatmeal. And I'm telling you, when you're looking down over 80 stories below and you're thinking, wow, what would it be like if my body hit the ground at terminal velocity from this high up? oatmeal doesn't feel that good in your stomach either.
1: Well, now see, that's where I disagree with you <clears throat> because I've been staring down from skyscrapers for at least 25 years. Oatmeal is a fast digesting carbohydrate. Well, it's a moderately digesting carbohydrate, but the, the starchy part will absolutely assimilate far, far better than, than, than anything else. And I feel like you're inexperienced.
0: I I have to admit that, that when I think of the eggs that you had, that the protein in the eggs does digest more slowly than carbohydrates. So it could very well be that there are chunks of egg left in your system that have not digested and that are currently screaming for mercy.
1: Absolutely. Because here's the thing. They were raw eggs because, you know, I lift. And the raw, have you ever dropped a raw egg into a pot of hot water? It, essentially, the proteins be And it's, I'm basically hard boiling an egg in my stomach as we speak.
0: I've never actually used the word pod to refer to water. Uh,
1: is there a miscommunication in the wind up here? Pod, did you say?
0: You said a pod of water. Or did you say a pot? I
1: said a pot. Oh my goodness, I said a pot. Has this lifestyle taken your hearing from you too?
0: There's a lot of wind up here. A lot of wind when you're 80 stories up. And it strangely seems to blow in one ear and out the other.
1: That's, I think you're, again, finding the excuses, Joe. I think you're coming apart at the seams, base jumping from skyscrapers takes a toll on the human body. And I think you are not, I, th- I think you're overestimating your abilities at this age. The age of 75, I don't think you have much more left in you.
0: Rudolph, I want to keep base jumping until the day I die. And if the day I die is the day that a base jump goes horribly, horribly wrong, then I'll go into heaven at a super fast terminal velocity speed,
1: and you certainly will because you have energy because you ate the right kind of carbohydrate.
0: I, although it, even though I did eat the right kind of carbohydrate, and we've been doing this for so long, I still have the willies in my stomach.
1: Again, that is just showing your your amateurity. Your amateurity is showing because we don't call them the willies. We call them the stomach waggles.
0: I can't say that I'm a professional like you. I, Even though I'm really old and I've been doing this a long time, I still feel like an amateur. Actually, the whole professional amateur thing is about whether or not you get paid. And I've never been paid diddly squaddily woo for any of this stuff.
1: And... You know what? There's something wrong with that. I think, I think this should be your moment of inspiration and change before you die, Joe. Let's get you that ka-ching, ka-ching for one of your jumps, man.
0: Yeah. Yeah, let's, let's make it something that goes from something that I do just for the joy of it to doing it for the money.
1: That's everyone's dream,
0: Joe. We'll leave Rudolph and Joe on the top of that very dangerous ledge, 80 stories up on the skyscraper. And we'll go 60 stories down to where Linda and Barbara are having a conversation while looking out the window.
1: Hey, Babs. I think that it's a lovely view today. Babs, isn't it a lovely view?
0: Linda, uh, when I look out this view, what I see is an entire city of money-grubbing men. That's what I see, all money-grubbing men. And occasionally you'll see a nice lady who is Just just kind of upset and angry because the money-grubbing man next to she is not giving her enough attention.
1: Well, I think you must be that she because you sound pretty grouchy about money-grubbing men. Let me tell you something, Babs, about money-grubbing men is that they make wonderful husbands that allow us to live in tall
0: buildings. They make wonderful husbands if you don't like ever talking to them. Never, never actually getting to ever have any love or attention from them because they're, they're always doing their, their work stuff. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Linda. I'm, I'm sorry. we I'm just, we just, it's been a little, just, it's been a little rough lately between me and the hubby.
1: Yeah, Babs, I know. I know you've been, you've been, you've been coming over to me and, and your, your eyes are all misty and, and your nose is all red. Like you've been crying. I just, I just don't think it's, it's necessarily all, always the other person's fault. You know what I'm saying, Babs? Like it takes two to tango or two to not tango, you know, get, have some
0: self-reflection here. Look, Linda, I, I, I appreciate, I appreciate so much. All this advice, I, but I, I did bring a sniper rifle, and, and I've decided to take out my anger on those money-grubbing men that I keep seeing outside the window.
1: Bobs, you've come unhinged. This is, look, if all you ever wanted to do was tango, why didn't you just ask your husband to tango better? Why you gotta take it out on an innocent, money-grubbing man? I mean, for example, what if that money grubbing man that you decide to snipe with with a with a with your sniping gun? What if he is the man that wants to tango with you and has
0: money? Oh, I never I never thought of that. I I could be I could be giving a, a headshot into somebody who could be a potential future love.
1: Right. And and that's look. You want to you want to get into a man's head. You get into their head. You don't have to shoot him in the head. That's only if they really deserve it. You have to know him first before he deserves it.
0: Well, Linda, I, thank you so much for this this, this wonderful advice. I I suppose I, I do need to divorce my hubby first before I start trying to get out into other men's heads. But but this seems like such a better way to hopefully not just grow old and lonely. And, and also in prison. Exactly, Babs.
1: And you know what? If you've got to let it out, you can go ahead and snipe that mime down on third. He's pissing me off.
0: He's an asshole. Now we leave these two women having this conversation that's deep in potential harm for the men of the world And we go, finally, to the laundromat on the corner of 3rd and Main. Where there's some shit about to go down.
1: Bro. That, I believe that is my washer. I claim that washer every Monday at 3 p.m.
0: That's my washer, bro. Look, bro. When I came in here, there was no one in front of that washer. The door of the washer was open and it was unclaimed. And you, like we're eating the sandwich over in the corner. I had no way to know that you had put a claim on this washer and it was the only washer that was available in any way, shape or form no bro that's where you got it wrong the reason it
1: was open is because it was waiting for me the reason i was eating a sandwich was to fuel up with simple carbohydrates and protein to do my laundry on my washer everybody here knows that is my turf bro
0: bro like are you wearing colors bro because if you had been wearing like you know like pastel colors then I would have known it was your washer but I didn't see any pastels you looked like you're wearing like like bright neon orange there so bright neon orange doesn't mean or represent anything bro are you wearing
1: tidy whiteies, bro because I didn't see any bleach anywhere near that washer that would have done your tidy whiteys any good I bet I bet you wash your tidy whities on cold so they don't even disinfect, bro.
0: No, you didn't just go there, bro. You didn't just say that. You you didn't just say that.
1: I just said it, and you know what? I'm gonna top that. I bet you don't even use that soft, fluffy stuff that fluffs your stuff.
0: Dude. I use so much fluffy stuff that my stuff is fully fluffed. And if you say anything different, I will get a butter knife and I will take it to you. And I will apply some type of generic laundry detergent to your skin to make it all really scratchy. And you will rue the day that you ever said, I couldn't use that washing machine Bro.
1: Oh yeah, bro. Okay. A butter knife, scratchy detergent. All right. I'm gonna take your fluffy chones and grab them and rip them off you. And I'm gonna put them in the dryer and I'm gonna put them on 75 on high heat.
0: Bro, this means all-out war. I, I want you to give me all the names of your family. And I will, of course, give you all the names of mine. And we should all come back and meet here at two o'clock in the morning when no one in their right mind would ever use a laundromat. And we go to war. My family against. Your stupid family.
1: My stupidly cool family, bro. This is gonna be a battle of the bros and may the best bro win.
0: Which bro is going to win? Well, we'll have to leave the action there, but don't worry, fans of incredible battles. There's one coming, but first let's listen to an important commercial announcement that pays our bills around here.
1: If you ever wished you could be quiet for a living and just express yourself physically and express yourself in a physically sorrowful way, then mind school is for you.
0: Um, um, tell, tell me, tell me, tell me more.
1: Well, are you sad and does everyone hate you? Of course. Do you wear stripes and do people laugh?
0: All the time. Sometimes vertical or horizontal, but they always laugh.
1: Are you French?
0: Do you need to ask? Oui, oui. Ennui. Enchanté escargot.
1: Ennui is exactly what we require here at Mime School. Here, let me take your deepest, saddest memory. What do you think that is?
0: Oh, it was probably the time that the only girl I ever knew rejected me and left me for some guy with slightly bigger muscles.
1: Here, now just copy me. Pretend you're stuck in a box that nobody can see and there's glass around you. Doesn't that just capture everything about your life?
0: Oh, this is so easy. This is like so many of the nightmares I have.
1: Okay. But now shh. Mime school at mimeschool.com.
0: Is that, is that commercial over? somebody so is many, is the tape done? Oh, oh, okay, it's the Mime School, cool. The, what most of our listeners probably were thinking about when they decided to listen to our show is Mime School, excellent. But back to our episode of The Fall of Victories, where we ask the metaphysical question, what actually is a victory? And will any of our characters experience one in tonight's episode? Well, Rudolph and Joe, no longer on the 80th floor, have decided to take a subway to the greatest base jump that they will ever do.
1: So this is what I'm telling you. This base jump Joe, in this subway is, is, is latitudinally. We base jump from one side of the subway to the other side. This is not a longitudinal base jump. This is the base jump of base jumps.
0: Wait, Ru- Rudolfo, I, I, I hold on. My, my brain is, I mean, I know I'm old. I know I'm really old and, and, and maybe I'm losing it, but, but I thought, I thought jumps had to go vertical and and we're talking, aren't aren't we talking horizontal through this subway here?
1: No. Well, we are talking horizontal, but I'm saying no to the first part that that jumps no longer go up and down. That is why this is the impossible jump. Joe, we are going to jump from third street to 22nd street
0: (laughs) (laughs) horizontally. (laughs) <laughs> that's that's 19 streets. Do you do you do you realize that the amount of speed that we'll have to get up to to be able to I, I assume that we'll be jumping from the top of a subway train and that over the course of 19 streets, we could only descend like like what about 10 feet high from the top of the train to the tracks? So in in, in like 19 streets, we can only go. The math and the f- f- physics of this are, are, are mind-destroying.
1: Exactly. But not mind-destroying. Our bodies are physics-destroying. We are going to single-handedly destroy physics, and that is going to earn you your first ka-ching-ka-ching.
0: Ka-ching. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm just... Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm choked up. I... Uh, I... I, 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 I I believe I believe that this is definitely worth at least some some chings from the spectators.
1: It's going to draw crowds not just from miles, but from cities, perhaps even from Canada. Who knows? People are going to come to see this, and they're going to come to see it today.
0: Not Canada. Absolutely.
1: Even the French Canadians want to
0: see this. It's always been my dream to... To do a, a jump, a, a base jump in front of Canadians.
1: Yes, they are a very hard people to crack.
0: But if but you get it, So polite. They're yes. so polite.
1: So polite. So if you get their, not only do you, if you get their approval and a little bit, a smattering of applause, if you get a big smile and a huzzah, you've gotten the Canadians, you've gotten the world.
0: If you get anything, like anything at all out of a Canadian, you know, you've done something worth doing. Absolutely. That is the
1: philosophy. And so here we are. What did you eat today? I did not have eggs. I promise you that.
0: Well, cause you, you told me I, I needed to show up really light. So today I just, I didn't eat the peanut butter which I was gonna eat. I just ate, I ate like that airy fluff of like the fluff cake, you know, the part, the part that's all fluff on top.
1: I have no idea what a fluff cake is, but I like it. It sounds light. It sounds good. It sounds like exactly what you need. The simplest carbohydrate possible.
0: Have you ever gone to the beach? Is that the end of your question? No, no, have you ever gone to the beach and and seen the fluff on the waves that, that is just there and, and you, you always have wanted to taste it, except for you know it'd just be salty and gross.
1: Ah, the ethereal sea foam made by mermaids. Yes.
0: Oh, you call, it, you, you call it sea foam by mermaids. I call it, I call it sea fluff. Ah, Blech. But yeah, that's, that's like what I had on the top of the cake today. I didn't eat the cake. I ate the cake fluff. Mm. No. Mm.
1: Mm, wonderful. Uh, I, I was just really distracted by the whole. Um, did you know that sea foam? It is mermaid. That's the, the real Hans Christian Andersen fairy tale. The Little Mermaid turned into sea foam because the prince didn't love her. I just wanted to put that there somewhere.
0: That that seems that seems disturbing.
1: Yeah, and it gives me motivation every day when I go to that beach. I think I would have loved that mermaid. Would have loved that little darling just so hard. And if I just had a woman to love to carry me through the rest of this life, through this sideways jump into this fame. I don't know, Joe. I don't know.
0: Neither do we. Neither do we. We don't know either. But that conversation continued. And as hard as it is, we will cut away from it. In fact, we're going to cut away to bro number one, who was married in a strange kawinki dink to Linda. Bro number one and Linda are discussing the upcoming rumble.
1: I told you, Linda, I told you I don't want to tangle. I have to rumble. What don't you understand? <laughs> i i look barbara told me barbara told me that her that she wants to tango with her lover and so and so i was just like hey that's a great idea i want i want to tango with you babe we don't reconnect anymore and and babs is really going downhill she's really going downhill <laughs> did, did you hear that I mean, I think that was probably Babs shooting off her. Do you know she has a sniper rifle? Do you know she's just trying to snipe random people in the streets right now? Swear to God she's here probably trying to snipe you because she's, she has a thing out for, for, for money-grubbing men. Look, Linda, you're weighing me down. We have a rumble. i got to be there at 2 a.m. Do you have my back? My back. But actually, hey, my bring, bring bab, Babs, whatever her name is, bring her. She has a rifle? Yeah, she's got, well, I don't know. What do what you snipe with? Whatever you snipe with, she's got one of those. And she is out for men. Perfect. Bring her to the rumble at 2 a.m. All right, I'll shoot her a text.
0: We can't have rumble planning without more rumble planning, can we? We go to bro number two and his <laughs> winky dinky wife barbs or babs whatever you want to call her let's find out what bro number two calls her so so babe i like i was like they were talking about my male fluff and i I couldn't i just i couldn't handle it and it was it was getting me down and i know like i barely ever talk to you And I think you, you, you tried to like talk to me last night and I, I kind of like, I didn't, I didn't respond to you. I, I kind of ignored you and I started snoring and I, I, or maybe it was a dream. I don't know. Cause like, I barely like ever have a conversation with you, but I think we should talk right now because frankly, my honor and this family's honor has been challenged. Um, uh, honey, um, look, I, I, I am just this close to taking my sniper rifle and shooting you myself. Um, I was going to shoot others first and, and, and Linda was, 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 she was very convincing that that wouldn't be a good idea. But, but at this point, I don't know if I want to be inside your head or if I want to see your head bleeding, but you need to say something that isn't just all about, about your, your male fluff and, and how someone insulted it. I, I, it is not a motivational factor for me right now. All right? Are you, are you, are you listening to me, babe? You, you don't seem to be paying any attention to what I'm saying right now. I will go get the sniper rifle and I will point it at your head and... Honey? Hu- babe, I just... <sighs> like... babe, I did, I did hear you. Barbs, like, sniper rifle would be perfect for this. Could you give me the sniper rifle, please? And like, I will take you there. And you'll see that like, by the amount of violence that I do to that other stupid family, you'll see that like, it's better to be with me than like, Especially that other stupid bro. All right. Well, there there you have it. We have a setup for an amazing rumble and possibly a physically implausible scenario in a subway. What more can you ask? Well, you could ask for this following product of goodness
1: you ever just wanted to shoot someone in their stupid face, but you just didn't know how to snipe them?
0: I like pretty much every minute of every hour of every 24 hours of every year of my entire lifetime.
1: Oh my God. And there's so many people on that list, right? Like, I don't know, mimes and clowns and that those people that, that pack your Comcast boxes and they never give you the right cables. And so they have to come and show up and you have to clean your house because they're going to come over and see how filthy everything is. Don't you just, one, two, three, want to snipe them all off. Who's on your list?
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, Comcast, obviously number one right there. That dude, I'd bazooka his whole body into smithereens if I could.
1: Uh, 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 uh. You hang on.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but Bazooka Academy comes later.
0: Okay. <laughs>
1: you're, you're gonna want to sign up for Sniper Rifle Academy where we just teach you how to snipe.
0: But, but now you've kind of promised me the bazooka is that is that like is that the next step? Is that the next step up?
1: That's definitely the next step up. But sniping comes first. you know why? Because it puts you on the sly. When you have a bazooka, you kind of uh, well, you give away your position pretty good.
0: But you're saying like, if I have a super incredibly long rifle with like sights and like something that you have to put together that takes like 20 minutes to do it, that that is going to be more like, not like easily seen by whoever I want to kill quickly.
1: Not if you're super stealthy about it, which is what we teach you here at Sniper Rifle Academy.
0: Like, how would I be super stealthy about it? Just give me maybe like number one on your list of 100 different ways to be stealthy.
1: Well, first of all, you set up on a really tall building where no one sees you. Then you get really low to the ground. We put you on a starvation diet, so you only weigh 75 pounds, and you teach yourself how to flatten out like a pancake.
0: Wow, this is sounding really good. And I'm sure that, like, when I get to bazooka training, I can add all that weight right back because I'll need it to be able to carry a super heavy bazooka. Absolutely. You go from a light sea foam fluff diet
1: to a uh, Man, meat-eating, mandible bear diet.
0: Wow, I understood almost none of that, but it sounded really cool.
1: If you want to understand more, call us at 1-800-SNIPER-RIFLE-ACADEMY and bazookas come
0: later. That message was approved for all audiences. And we are back to the fall of victories on Tonight's episode, we come to our exciting conclusion. We join Rudolfo and Joe in the subway the next day where a group of Canadians, Americans, and people from all over the world have come to watch what's about to go down.
1: I hate to break it to you, Joe, but I've lost my why in all of this.
0: You, you've lost, you've lost what? You've lost a, a letter?
1: I've lost my Y, my W-H-Y, my... I,
0: I, I was, I was going to say I didn't get many Z's last night, but, but, but it seems like a different thing that you're saying here.
1: It is indeed. I'm telling you, ever since I brought up the fact last we talked that you have a reason to do this joe you 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 have a, a goal a plan a mission you need to make that ka to validate yourself but you know what i i none of that validates me i'm the most professional base jumper there ever was and and none of that validates me like the love of of someone who just turned into the mist went away <clears throat>
0: Look, Rodolfo, Ru- I, I have to be honest. I last night I I pulled out like all my physics textbooks and I, I looked through like this plan of yours to go from 3rd to 22nd and, and the speeds required and, and and what all is most likely going to happen. And and with this humongous group of people that are behind us and waiting for us to go, I'm 100 nay 200% sure that this is certain death.
1: Did you just say nay? Was that a Shakespearean physics? I, I, said,
0: I said nay because I'm so goddamn old. There was a point early in my life where people said nay and it just, it came out.
1: Being old is not gonna get you through this, Joe.
0: It certainly will not. No, I, 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 I believe I could be a Marvel superhero and, and still would die from what we're about to attempt.
1: Look, this is yours. This is yours for the taking. This is your victory. This is you. You have the spark. You want it. You have the energy. You want it. I don't want it. This isn't what I want. I've been doing this my entire life, and all I ever really wanted was not the fame or the fortune or the money or the amazing pecs. It's
0: just... What What was it? What was it? What was it that you wanted? Whoa. All this time, what was the one thing, the one reason why you did it? I want the
1: one who got away. What? This has always been about my love Julia from high school.
0: Julia from high school again with the Julia from high school?
1: Yep. Again, oh. she's my white whale,
0: and you're the Ahab to the Julia. I, I don't, that didn't make any sense. You're the you're the harpooner to the high schooler. You're the you're the the the, the boat in the sea of Julia. I was
1: hoping she would notice me somehow, some way, someday from all of
0: this fame. You're the whale lard after the whale's been killed that's on the surface of the sea and comes on ashore to where Julia collects it and uses it to light her candle
1: and read Moby Dick. Joe, you're taking away from the gravitas of the situation. Don't you notice the reporters who are writing down my every word, my every touching word as I sacrifice this monumental jump in history to you (sighs)
0: Rudolfo, do you even know if Julie is still alive?
1: She's alive in my heart, even though she may have turned into sea foam. Now get out there and jump your ass off.
0: And before any asses were jumped off of or through or, or whatnot, we join Linda, Barbara, bro one, bro two, the rumble in the laundromat has gotten so brutal, so dastardly, so evil, that it has of course morphed into a line of bloody family members fighting their faces off into the subway, through the turnstiles, onto the tracks and into the tunnels. We join them, just for a quick moment of absolute chaos. I I got my sniper rifle here. Oh, oh my! I'm, I'm bro, bro. I'm gonna, I'm gonna catch you, bro. I'm coming after you, bro. Not if I get you first, bro. My, my tidy wendy's. Uh, uh, they're they're chafing me Oh, what what kind of freaking fabric softener did you use on these i used
1: baking soda bitch
0: oh you oh no i oh it's it's baking sodas combining with the natural vinegar like urine i have and it's bubbling up into my midsection oh you bro you're you use Brains, you're not so
1: stupid after all. No, I'm not laundry stupid at all. Stupid.
0: And we move back to Rudolfo, who's about to press the button that will send the subway going to thousands of miles per hour and sending Joe to certain death.
1: It's all right you can send me to certain death where perhaps I might meet Julia if she died too, maybe.
0: Rudolfo, somebody's got to press the button. It's either going to be you or it's going to be me. And I I pretty much have already said that I'm okay with dying. Well,
1: then I suppose it's going to have to be me because that is what you clearly articulated in your last sentence.
0: I'm glad we've we finally gotten to the point where we can understand each other after all these years.
1: And it only took 30 base jumps, one base jump sideways, and a whole lot of uncomfortable eggs in my stomach.
0: This is I for hope-
1: Julia. Oh. Three, two, one. Oh. Boosh.
0: Oh. oh Oh man there's like a human head in my groin oh uh, what did you do
1: Nah, bro that wasn't me there's oh do you know how hard blood and entrails is to get out
0: of your socks or your cashmere oh this shit's all over me oh man you got oh you got like you got the wrapped up intestines all wrapped up around you Oh uh, bro.
1: Oh bro, I think they call this trite, bro.
0: No, bro, that's that's just wrong. I I would never have done that to you, bro.
1: I would have never ever done that to a bro no matter how stupid they were because that just fucks your laundry up beyond repair, bro.
0: Bro, I I got to say I I should apologize because when my my lady like when she sniped and she hit your the backside, and, and then all of a sudden there was all that that juicy juicy juice all over the place i i i feel bad about that that's a stain that no one should ever have to get out of their clothes
1: no nah, no nah, bro the apology is all mine this was so not worth it to take it to this extreme this is worse than a coffee stain on taffeta, bro.
0: Bro, bro, I. Uh, that's that. That's really bad. That's a bad stain. I, look, bro. I, I never, I never thought it would come to this. I thought maybe we, we just kill somebody here or there. But, but a coffee stain on taffeta, bad. I. I didn't realize things would go nuclear. It really
1: really did but i think <clears throat> i think we can come back from this i think i think i can tide detergent pen this disagreement between us
0: bro bro come in come in for a hug bro just yeah just come in like we can we can make this all better we can Oh shit, your stains are mixing with my stains.
1: It's all right, bro. It's just gonna be a tie-dye that we're just gonna have to wash out together.
0: Oh yeah, no, this, this shit's never coming out. The Fall of Victories. Did anyone have a victory today? who knows? It's always a question at the end of our episodes, but come back next week when we again explore the gray area of victories and defeats on the fall of victories.
1: This is KILC Radio, brought to you by MimeSchool.com and Sniper Rifle Academy, with affiliates in Palm Springs and Modesto. We will pick up our broadcast again at 6 a.m., and this now concludes our broadcast day.
0: Finally, a character actually died.
1: and They've been, they've been gunning for that, which is not a pun, actually. I'm so sick of the puns. Um, they've been gunning for that for weeks now.
0: I, it was so much buildup. I mean, they were always at the edge of the freaking buildings, and you're like, come on, please, just a little teeny gust to win, just a little teeny gust. It's all it takes.
1: Okay, but here's the thing: do we actually know that it was Rodolfo? Because they do this thing all the time where it's like open-ended. We don't know who exploded. Maybe it was just an innocent pedestrian. They're gonna bring back Rodolfo, you know? This is
0: Wait, no, no, no. It was, it was Rodolfo who pressed the button, right? Oh and, shit. Yeah, no, it was, it was <clears throat> Joe and 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 I'm fairly sure that, that, I mean, when you have his head in, like, you know, somebody's groin, that's a pretty good sign of death. I mean, there's, has there been anybody who's ever come back from the head in the groin?
1: Um, I'm really actually trying to think about that one.
0: Actually, um, it might have been, you know, yeah, there was that soap opera from the, from the 1950s the the Mexican one, and they might have had, they might have had that, actually.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I'm just saying it's like
0: the the tropes.
1: Tropes are tired. Tropes are tired. I'm thinking of of actually I I'm sick of using my voice. You know, I'm tired of it.
0: Are you are you actually thinking about going to that mime school?
1: You know. You know, Greg, it's just been one of those things where. Yeah, silence feels good.
0: Jill, Jill, I, I. I don't know. Is your agent okay with this? I mean, have you discussed it with your family?
1: Isn't that part of the idea is to not discuss, but show?
0: I mean, I guess if you're okay, just leaving your family, because essentially that's what you'd be doing. I mean, once you become a mime, family's not going to, they're not going to love you anymore.
1: There is no coming back from mime.
0: No, there's no. Yeah, no, there's there's no there's no coming back. I if you if you do that, I I I I do a party for you because probably the friendship's over too.
1: Mm, well, I mean, <clears throat> to be quite honest, you're the one that does most of the talking, so
0: low blow. Low, oh, uh, we we well, you know what? There's a the red light on, and we probably don't. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, uh, so um, hmm. Somebody turn the red light off. Shh.